What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm Paul. I'm Morgan. In today's video, we wanted to sh- we wanted to share some struggles that we had growing up that we still are kind of working through, um, wrestling with. I felt like this would be a really cool opportunity to get vulnerable, to open up with you guys. And I think when we make these types of videos, they are often very relatable. Yes. And that can be encouraging for the P and M fam. Yeah, something that I've just discovered as a mom is like when I hear other moms talk about like, oh, my baby did this. Oh, I felt this way. I'm like, oh, I'm not alone in the world. So hopefully you'll feel that way too. Love it. And when we made our videos and I can, if I can remember to link them, uh, like how we're doing spiritually and we did a part one and part two, mm-hmm. a lot of people appreciated those nice. and could relate to where we are on our spiritual journeys at the moment. So anyway... Let's dive right into this. I think this is going to be a really good video. Yes. One moment, though. Okay. If you're new here, make sure you subscribe. So we give commentary on culture, social issues, and faith to help you be in the world. But of the word. And also, you guys, patron movie night. Well, movie watch party. It's actually going to be in the afternoon. Yes. We are posting the dates. I think it's going to be December 9th or 10th. 10th. December 10th Saturday so patrons we are pumped this will be our second annual watch party with our patrons if you guys want to be in on that and you're not a patron click the patron link below all right Morgan I came up with uh as I was processing what I was going to share today I think I may have a little more than you okay go figure yeah go figure what wait what (laughs) wait are you making me feel bad for that you always have more than me but is that a bad thing though (laughs) mr jibber jabber (laughs) okay i'm gonna nix one of mine no actually it's i'm also a jibber jabber in my vlogs so it's fine which we're waiting on a new vlog we've been waiting for a while all right morgan (laughs) i'm gonna share um i I will go first then okay since i think i have a little bit more than you so this will work out well um Morgan, as I was thinking, a str- like a, a sincere struggle, not just something that like popped up one day and I kind of battled it and beat it or whatever, but like something that was kind of recurring. Mm-hmm. One of the things that came to my mind, <laughs> and this one sounds kind of whatever, but it was my struggle with fashion and also just appearance in general. And I remember um, growing up, even as a younger kid, and like I would go get a haircut and my hair, like the Great Clips people. <laughs> Great Clips, that's your first problem. <laughs> bless them. I, I haven't been back in a long time. If you work at Great Clips, love you guys. It's very quick, quick mm-hmm. and in, inexpensive haircuts. Yeah. But I would go and I would tell them what I want. Or, and my dad would often be like, Paul, you know, go for shorter. And I would want it longer. And like right. they would cut it shorter and it would be so hard for me. Yeah. Which yeah. I think that's relatable in itself. But I remember as I got into high school and stuff and I wanted to start having a little bit more of a um, artistic expression through mm-hmm. fashion. And there was like a lot of resistance from my parents. Um, they, they ended up putting a really strict kind of boundaries on me. Yes. And I, I say this to like, I share this to say it was a big deal and even the spiritual elements of it. Um, I remember getting to college and I would have like my mom's voice in my ear of, Paul, you're, you know, being rebellious in the way you dress. Or, Paul, you're dressing too femininely. Or, Paul, you're dressing worldly. And then 
hmm. in college it was like <laughs> femininely yeah it would it would get so loud in my mind and i'd be praying about it and at one point i remember go i was like you know what all right i am going to purposefully dress very bad very poorly <laughs> very very poorly if you will I'm going to wear oversized shirts. I'm going to wear stuff that doesn't match because I was very precise in what I liked. And so for three days, I believe, it was like a full weekend. I thought you were going to say three months. Don't be, <laughs> don't be absurd. Don't be absurd. But I purposefully dressed what I would consider bad, and I went into the cafeteria, and I went and got around people, and it was so difficult for me. But I was like, God, mm. God, I'm you know, trying to give this to you. Because it was difficult for you because you were concerned what other people would think about you? I was. That was definitely some of it. Huh. But also just for myself. That's interesting. So it was more of a personal struggle than it was like, oh, I want people to like think I'm dressed so cool. It was, it was more like your own like inner eye just De deeply desired. That's definitely part of it. So the idea of like, huh. in my, you know, my mom's voice in my ear of Paul, you obsess over this you care too much about it you, you need to in her mind it was kind of felt like a black and white thing of mm -hmm. paul you need to let it all go yeah. so for two or three days or whatever i just let it all go <laughs> to what i would consider an extreme yeah. and after those days i was kind of praying and reflecting on it and i was like okay i don't think that i need to completely <laughs> let it all go right and so even as an adult now it's just been one of those things where i'm like God, I don't want to care too much about it, but I also, like, where is that line? Because I do care. Like, I genuinely really appreciate and enjoy yeah. the artistic expression of, of how someone dresses and presents themselves. Do you feel like you found a better line? You've helped me. Because if I had married someone who was, you know, kind of pushing on me too, like, Paul, you care too much about this. Paul, let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know where I'd be, but you've been super just like chill and encouraging what can i say you actually like someone that has preferences in regards to fashion yeah but i think there's a good balance of like okay you're obsessing over this which i don't think like since i've been married to you i felt like oh he's obsessive over this to an extreme no yeah such what an interesting struggle yeah like i have a feeling people are not gonna expect that it's gonna get a little deeper. Or, I've got. Or be I, like, wow, that's your struggle. I've got. I've. It may, it may go a little bit deeper, but that was. That's genuinely. There we go. That's just right out of the gate. All right. Well, my first struggle that I've struggled with since I was. I don't want to say my whole life because I don't think it was. And I think honestly, it's gotten. Harder, actually as I've gotten older. Oh, wow. But in the past probably two years, I've really, like, grown a lot in this area. I would say, like, around 19-ish, I started struggling pretty, like, intensely with comparison, <clears throat> whether it was comparing, like, my job to someone else's job or my where I'm at in life, my car to someone else's car, my clothes, or just like my looks, whatever, yeah. to others. And I think 
more the reason I think that it got even worse as I got older is because I got more into social media and social media became my job (laughs) social media it brings out in so many areas it brings out the worst in us yeah it also it really has blessings, does. but it definitely has a tendency to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of good that it brings out the worst in us because we can lay that before the Father and say, like, okay, Lord, clearly here are some of my issues that I'm struggling with. Refine me. Yeah. Um, and I think that is what I did with the Lord when it came to comparison because it did feel like a few years ago it was, like, eating me alive. And I had to, like, I literally, I posted about it on instagram um like my comparison battle plan that i wrote out with like bible verses and just like things of truth and like just solid things that i need to hold on to when i am really struggling with comparison hey can i just say you guys like i would really encourage that being intentional enough to deal with this head-on realize like okay my struggle with comparison it's not a christ-like fruit Mm -hmm. um and Many of us have been there. Yeah. So rather than just being like, oh, this is always going to be kicking my butt, mm-hmm. like come up with a, a battle plan, well, yeah, a strategy. It's not that like comparison isn't the Christ-like fruit. Well, it isn't, but it's like that's the temptation from the enemy. And then what turns into the bad fruit is like jealousy, envy. Envy. Um, yeah, anger, bitterness. Like, Coveting. Yeah. And so you really have to be careful with comparison because you can go down a crazy uh, dark place. I don't know. That can really just eat you alive. And that's what I felt like it was doing to me. And so I feel like I've come a long way. And like the key step was writing out a battle plan of like, okay, I'm on Instagram and I'm struggling right now getting off going and reading my battle plan in my notes like i literally have it pinned up at the top and so i think i shared it on my instagram if any of you guys are struggling with comparison and you need some help morgan and i also think even though you said like as you got older it, it got even more intense i think if you looked at yourself now versus maybe three years ago because i remember like three ish years ago you would come to me and it was clear like comparison was kicking your butt yeah um, I think you've grown, definitely. So that battle plan, baby. Come on. Slap it on me, Jack. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. We good? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, my next one. My next one I had was I struggled intensely. Hmm. I don't even, it's funny you like think back on some of your intense struggles and it's like, I don't think my parents knew that I hmm. struggled as intensely as I did. And mm-hmm. I'm sure the same with you. Yeah. Same with you guys. I don't think my siblings knew. I don't think my close friends knew. Right. Um, but I struggled intensely with um, my faith walk, not in the sense of belief in God, not in the sense of whatever, but it was in the sense of like um, a, a deep pressure of let me see how I worded it. Well, here's an example. When it comes to like the pressure that I so often felt, I would go, I remember going on like a family trip and for, it was maybe four or five days long. And during that time, you know, we're with family. So everything's crazy. And I didn't have maybe my quiet time. And I remember literally like, uh, things are 
going off the rails. I'm collapsing. I my quiet time. I need my quiet time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I'm close to God at all. Everything's gone to pot. Yes. And then I also remember keeping in that like sphere of the quiet time stuff. I would like set you know set a timer or be like you know I'm gonna spend this quiet time with the Lord every day and if something happened and I wasn't able to spend that certain amount of time like I had to cut it back or maybe after the quiet time was over like I didn't feel maybe I felt like I had gotten distracted or didn't feel like the Lord met me like I was praying for him to mm-hmm. it was like my faith walk is not good my faith walk isn't right some and it would just start spiraling and then so I would kind of like a little bit of legalism yeah call it what you want <laughs> perhaps so yeah and part of it, and I think maybe we'll see themes in what we're sharing, it like kind of reflects personality or some yes. ADHD. OCD, this guy. But, <laughs> but nevertheless, yeah, it was like it would mess with my like hours of the, the after my maybe quiet time of whatever. So mm. praise the Lord. It's not what it was. Like I've grown so much and I think it's through fellowship, through just you i mean have helped me relationships growth that i think we all should have if we're walking with the lord in fellowship reading his word but um there are still times when and i actually remember last thing i'll share on that uh, we were going to a church and i was kind of sharing some stuff and the pastor said paul here's really what you should do throw away your routines throw away your like what you think it should look like and just let things happen like let your faith walk happen don't shake your head yet no i remember this just let it happen just pray when you want to pray when it it feels right rather than like be intentional about it and so i tried that for a while and that started messing with me because it was like i (laughs) I, I think I like, came. But what if I feel like never praying? Exactly. I think I came to realize, Paul, with your personality, you do appreciate structure, yeah. but you need to chill. Yes. You need to find the balance. Yeah, I remember, like, because I'm much more, like, laid back and chill. And so, like, in our first few years of marriage, like, I would go sometimes several days without, like, really, like, setting aside quiet time. Like, I would pray and stuff, but wouldn't set aside specific quiet time with the Lord and getting in the Word. And so Paul's rubbed off on me in that way, and I've rubbed off on you in that way of, like, okay, quiet time doesn't have to look exactly like this every single day. It can look a little different each day. Yeah. But... It's going to be okay. <laughs> God hasn't, yeah. like, abandoned me because I stopped praying for a day. <laughs> yeah, super interesting. Uh, super interesting to reflect on. Yeah. All right, what do you got for us, baby girl? So legalism was your struggle. Help us, Lord. Help us. <laughs> okay, my next one that I have always struggled with. Oh, no. But that I have oh, grown wait, someone in. someone said frozen. I think we're good. It's back. It's back. Um, something that I have struggled with my whole life is patience. And, like, maybe everyone struggles with patience in one way, shape, or another. But 
meeting Paul and seeing how he responded to things, it oh, wait, seemed... froze again. Hold on. What? That is so weird. Are we good, you guys? Because it's not frozen on our end. Uh. Yeah. Are we? Right. Are we good to go? It's so buffering weird. a little. Hmm. Weird. It looks like perfect on our iPad. Hopefully, you guys. Uh. Man. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, hopefully we're good and we're just gonna keep trucking. We good now, it's back. All right, keep going, Morgan. So, patience. Patience is what I've struggled with ever since I was a baby. <laughs> and I thought that everyone struggled with it and then met Paul and was like, okay, he does not struggle with patience until we had a child. <laughs> but this isn't about you, it's about my struggle. Um, yes, I, I don't know, you guys, like, I'll be driving, and, like, we're at a stoplight, and if it, go, it turns green, and people haven't, like, immediately started driving, I'm like, cow! It's true. <laughs> um, but I've gotten better about not yelling in my car at people. <laughs> I will say, like, I've been pretty amazed at how much the lord has grown me in patience with specifically having our little baby boy like i'm like whoa lord you have brought me a long yeah. way like my patience for my child is like insane i literally <laughs> said that the other day is i find myself get like you know when he's crying and i'm like he keeps crying and I start to almost go into panic mode and yeah. like, this shouldn't be taking this long, whatever. And I'm just looking at Morgan and she's so <laughs> patient with him. And I am like, wow, God. Yeah. It's all That's God. That's amazing. Yeah. It's all God. And it's like, also, I have been around babies more than Paul. So I realize it might take a little longer to get him to stop crying or like this or that. But it's all God. <laughs> So, yeah. Babe, once again, you have come a long way in that department. Because you, you definitely... I can, I can attest. Thanks. But it's still something that I need to grow in, specifically while driving. <laughs> All right. Well, the Archon says he can relate on the driving. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michaela says driving honestly brings out the worst in people. <sighs> it really do. It really do. All right. Um, here we go. A struggle for me. Yes. That was a very big thing growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, social anxiety. And I remember being, I mean, dude, you can look back and be like, it, it really was like, it, was, it started when I was pretty young. I don't mm -hmm. know, maybe early high school. Uh, but I, yeah, I remember looking at friendships of like my friends and the way that they related with their friends, even, I mean, yeah. And I would be like, they're so just natural with each other. And then I would like try to connect and build friendships and I would find myself like overthinking things and just like getting nervous that I wasn't, hmm. um, yeah, just in, in communication yeah. stuff. And it, it was very difficult for me. And even seeing, I think I've talked about it a little bit before, but 
Yeah, every time you talk about it, I'm always like, that is so interesting, because I would not ever think that, because you seem so natural now around new people, your friends, like... That's... Okay, so I have kind of made some intentional tweaks (laughs) to help with that. Yeah. Because I know, like, I guess where I've come from. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, I remember early high school uh, on and then college and there would just be times when I would just like be like what is you know why God like I would I would cry out to God and say why do I have such a hard time with this Hmm. why does it feel like I'm not connecting um, the way I desire to why do I get so anxious when literally I'm on the soccer team and it's me and another guy on the team and we're just like walking from one place to another and I'm like all up in my head Hmm. so it got pretty bad at times it wasn't constantly that bad. Yeah. And I do think part of it was, part of it was, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a spiritual element to it, honestly. Definitely. And as, as there is in so many things in life. But uh, as I continued to grow in just who I was in Christ, and I was able to kind of reshift certain perspectives, that helped. Yeah. But even that, like, you know, so many people would just say, like, Hey, you know, how's your relationship with God thinking if your relationship with God is better, it'll kind of fix this thing that's happening in life. And there is oftentimes overlap, but it's not always that easy. No, it's not. (laughs) And it, it took a while, but, um, and even like with family members, sometimes it would, I would just be like, get up in my head. I Mm. just, one thing that I've kind of realized is I'm really sensitive to certain things. And like when it comes to food caffeine um sugar (laughs) and if i'm like around maybe groups of friends i will purposely stay away from that stuff a good amount of the time because i know it can kind of make me even more anxious in the way that i communicate with people well it's funny because when he eats like sugar or caffeine or whatever like he actually gets more goofy and he gets, like, afraid that he's going to be too goofy and people will, like, be like, well, Paul. But I love it. I think it's hilarious. And I always want him to eat sugar around my family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think getting really comfortable with somebody helps. Oh, and the last thing I was going to share on that was I literally was nervous as I was looking for a wife that even my wife and I's relationship was going to struggle or suffer because I didn't know how comfortable I felt like I could be Mm. around her um but praise the lord like it has been so good yay Polly, you can be yourself (laughs) Mm. and I can eat sugar and caffeine around this one (laughs) Mm. except that one time except that one time when he ate sugar and you said something like you quoted something from the office and it was not the time nor place to be quoting that to me oh (laughs) yeah oh yeah (laughs) see that can happen you say you want me and i was like what you say (laughs) you say you want me to drink caffeine and then i mess things up and you get mad at me all right it's only happened once (laughs) <laughs> All right, my next one that I says I says Paul on Red Bull, Paul on Red Bull. Oh boy, we might have to like 
ever, no. if, if we ever get like a thousand dollars from no. Super Chat, we'll chuck a Red Bull. <laughs> that and we'll stay live for like another hour so that you all can see it come to fruition. I'm just scared because it's not <laughs> just scared. like you would think, oh, Paul's just going to get crazy and fun and funny. That's but true, I honestly. actually get up in my head more, like you said. Yeah. And it typically doesn't end super great. <laughs> but well, who knows? Who knows? All Unless right. you're really comfortable around the person. Then you just cut loose. Yeah. Like really <laughs> comfortable. So basically me. I'm the only one that will cut loose around. <laughs> Maybe your brother? Even him sometimes. Yeah, I don't even think him you do. sometimes. <laughs> you're my you're my girl. <laughs> I'm the only one <laughs> who gets to see that side of Paul. Hey, the Archon says he's bringing me a Red Bull in March. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna drink it, the Archon. You're gonna have to literally slip it in my. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll slowly pour it into his. You're gonna have to find a way to poison me with it. Gatorade. <laughs> Honestly, in my Gatorade like, Zero. Like, why is my Gatorade fizzy? You're going to have to sneak it into my Gatorade Zero, my sugarless Gatorade. <laughs> All, right. All right, my next thing, my last thing is, um, as you all know, I struggled probably from the age of 12. I started struggling with depression and anxiety I didn't really know what it was when I was 12, but... That is interesting. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. when does it click that there's something yeah. not good here, not right here? Well, when I was 13, I went to my mom and was like, something's not right with me. Like, I'm not happy when I know that I should be happy. I remember that's how I explained it to her. And I was like, I know that there, that I have a great family. I know that, like... You know, I was going through stuff at school and whatnot, but at this point I had been taken out of public school and I was like, I know that I'm being homeschooled now, but like something's not right. I don't know. And, you know, it still didn't really get addressed until I was 17 turning 18. I just went to my parents and was like, I feel like dying. And... I need help and they were like okay we did not realize that you were struggling with this uh, severely um and so that's when I started seeing a psychiatrist and she was amazing and she diagnosed me with borderline personality disorder which comes with depression anxiety all kinds of fun things <laughs> um but I think I shared this recently or maybe we were just talking with someone, but just her, she was amazing, a blessing from God, and told me, Morgan, this is not a diagnosis that is going to live with you for the rest of your life. You can overcome this. You don't have to live with this, like, label on your life forever. Like, you work with me, grow, get in therapy, learn how to cope with things, and then overcome it fully one day. Um, and that really, like, gave me a lot of hope, but from 17 to 23 i think is how old i was real quick guys it keeps seems like the freezing oh there it is yeah uh, sorry hopefully the the freezing stuff doesn't uh mess with the flow too too much because uh yeah it's weird it's still frozen yeah i don't know why it's struggling so much today okay there we go 
we're back, we're back. Um, just say like that last sentence again, Morgan. Um. Yeah, just my psychiatrist giving me that hope of like you can overcome this was a huge deal for me, and but I did continue to struggle with severe depression, anxiety, um, whatnot until I was twenty three is when I was fully delivered from all of that praise god and you know not to say that i don't like struggle with heaviness or falling back into that depressing type thing or haven't been like tempted i don't know tempted is maybe the wrong word but yeah falling back into that but now like i can really like see it happening and pull myself out of it when in the past i could not do that so yes i'm much more aware now praise god that's interesting i think kind of a theme that we're seeing is at the end of the day there is stuff that at some point in your life it can really mess with you um and like that's just the way it is we're not trying to gloss over that and and make it look better than it is like it can really beat you down but um you know i think of a passage where it says uh Blessed in the book of James, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of righteousness. And also uh, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith Mm -hmm. develops what? Perseverance. Perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you must be, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So there's these themes, this theme of perseverance and persevere, persevere through those. Now, years later, they still may come up and test us and challenge us. But you're making, uh, you know, these strategies on your phone with Bible verses and ways to think about stuff. I'm growing with you, growing with the Lord, and it can get better. You can become fully delivered, or you can just slowly become more and more of an overcomer in these things. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Life is just a journey of being refined and defined by the Lord. I love that phrase. I used to have it in my Instagram bio of being refined and defined by the Lord because I'm not defined by borderline personality disorder. I'm not defined by depression. I'm defined by the Lord. I'm not defined defined by being a fashion icon. I'm not defined by comparison or impatience. Like those are all things that the Lord is refining me in and he's defining me. And so that's good. You guys comment below. What is something that when you think back on high school, college now, like what is something that has been a genuine struggle? It can look heavy or it can be a little more lighthearted like my fashion stuff. But in all seriousness, what's something you struggled with and where are you with it now? Are you still right in the middle with of it, or have you seen the Lord grow you a whole lot to where it has much less of a control of you? Okay. Uh, keep the combo going. Let's shoot some encouragement to other people in the comments. Love it. And guys, if you have appreciated this video and you like just these kind of vulnerable chats, give this video a thumbs up. Help out those algorithms. We appreciate it. All right. Love you guys dearly. We will talk to you again very soon. Guys, we're excited also for the patron Uh, movie day watch party so make sure you guys are in on that love it
Yeah. Talk to you guys very soon. Have hope. And be free. If you're in the live chat, we'll be right back. <laughs> As you may have noticed, we get very few brand deals, which is why our patrons, the names you see here, are so important. You guys really are the lifeblood of this ministry. We could not do this without you all. If you believe in this content and you want to partner with us on Patreon, click the link below or just go to patreon.com slash Show.